Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming podcast. So I guess we haven't watched too many movies lately, but in terms of things that get you to watch movies, what would you say is like the biggest thing? Because like everybody thinks of going and watching like a trailer before you go and see it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if everybody actually goes and like sees the whole trailer before they decide on watching a movie. (laughs) You mean, so you're saying that implying the little thumbnail in the trailer is the most important thing. So so not when you actually click and watch it, but Mm -hmm. literally just that image that it shows you uh, before you click, that is a thing that is the first smell test that you do before you actually even get into considering to listen to the advertising of why you would want to watch this movie yeah well i've now realized i should probably not even watch trailers because they just like ruin movies often (laughs) like so Uh i shouldn't like i shouldn't even be basing my decisions on that if i actually do what i know i should be doing but like in the past when you think about going to looking at movies we didn't have like 1080p movie trailers you just kind of saw the movie poster and we're like okay Mm -hmm. does this thing look? that's what the thumbnail is though in modern day right yeah, the thumbnail on the thing is the new version. modern, like, like thumbnail version of the movie poster, because yeah. people don't go outside anymore. So, so that's no. their that's their their uh, advertising picture, right? Yeah, and for for some reason that's just the the best layout is to have landscape versus portrait layouts for your because before all the movie posters were sort of vertical, more like a book. Mm-hmm. But now we've yeah. got these horizontal pictures, which I'm not sure it works even as well to really get you to click on things like movies. Um, yeah, it probably just has to do with the form factor of your screens, right? It just probably does that when you scroll through things, it just puts more things in one row. Anyhow, but yeah, back in the day, your screen is not your screen is landscape, so therefore your pictures inside have to be landscape to to fit better. Yeah, to kind of be to kind of go in a. I'm, I want to use array, but array is the wrong word to go into just like a bunch of tiles on your screen. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. but before, before that, like we had all the movie posters and I think that's like when you went in the theater, they kept trying to show you all the posters and like, oh, this looks cool. We should come back for that. So Yeah. And it's like, even, you know, people will say, oh, the first thing you do is, well, you know, watch the trailer or something like that. But even before that, you have to have this image that just captures your eye and says, hey, maybe I should pay attention to the ad or the text on the bottom or the synopsis or things like that uh, to catch your eyes. So I agree. It's the first, you know, that first image that you see that's supposed to encompass the, the property. Right. And so in the same way, yep. uh, for uh, miniatures games, right. For miniatures rule books, there is, that first image that you see, which is generally like, if you haven't heard of it at all at the store, it'd be either the spine or, or, or the first image that you see, right? That first book cover, so to speak. Okay. So um, our topic for today is judging a miniatures game by the book cover. Uh, is it important? Is it how people actually do it does it that actually end up mattering and maybe it's not necessarily the you know for a lot of miniatures games it's the box art right of of whatever miniatures game but or or the of the starter box right which is essentially the book cover right but that kind of thing that first image that you see 
Yeah, so I think the very first thing I usually judge from the book cover is just like the quality of the art. Because yeah, maybe you shouldn't judge it that way, but you're like, okay, how much how much effort have and money have these yeah. people really put into like making this product? So like uh-huh. even no matter whether it depicts the game properly or not, like that's the whole thing we'll go into later. But just like mm-hmm. the quality of the art, the quality of like the just like the art style and the quality, like does this thing yeah. seem like cool looking to me, whether it's the game or not? Yeah. So I'd like to show for people who are watching this on YouTube uh, an image. This is one of the images, not not exactly the first edition. I wish I had my second edition box, but yep. this is the third edition cover mm-hmm. of Warhammer 40,000. One of the first boxes that, you know, it didn't get us into the game, but it got a bunch of our friends into the game, right? This kind of cover. And this is like a beautiful picture of, surprisingly enough, Black Templars, not Ultramarines. No, but it's essentially like, it's a very iconic Marine photo of them, like gathered on a hill, like defending, yeah. like doing a last stand, which yeah. is very repeated through a, the Marine motif. With beautiful picture. I think this is by John Blanche. I don't know. Well it looks enough. like it. But maybe it's by, by other people that I don't know. But uh, yeah, so the, the thing is, though, it's very iconic. And as a 13, 12, 14-year-old, 15-year-old boy, this was, like, so epic. Look, there's a, the idea of being one of these guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy in the Terminator armor in the back. So you have these guys in front who will take bullets for you, and then you're in the yes. back. was really evocative right uh with all this war and fire and everything and do you feel like this like what you're saying is the first thing right is that this feels very cool and and like quality wise this was remember this is like a 30 year old 30 not 30 years 25 years ago Mm -hmm. right this is a book that came out 25 years ago i think yeah, like the whole print quality, even just like the physical quality of the book is super nice. Well, 98, 98, 23 years ago. Yeah. 23 okay. years ago, this came out and this is a beautiful print quality. It looked beautiful and it kind of got you in, right? It said, this is high quality stuff. Well, I'm even just thinking about the colors they used for it. Like if you think of military games, you'd be expecting like a lot of like realistic colors and mm-hmm. drab and more like neutral colors. But this is all very like intense reds, intense black. It's, it's all very feels very comic well it's it's very vibrant colors so you're not expecting sort of realism here you're expecting like an over-the-top game just that's the impression this thing is giving yeah so not only is it high quality what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that it also kind of sells the idea that this is not this is not historicals right so this is not a historical game this is a fantasy game full of fantasy and fun and like craziness and with fire, everything and brimstone. This is like total war kind of stuff. Yep. All right. Well, this isn't the edition I was hoping for. Do you uh-huh. have some more editions of four? 40- yeah, yeah. I got the, the latest edition. Not, not this one. That. Oh. No, no. You have. Yeah. The one, I, that's I, want, no, I want the one you're holding up. There we go. This that's is the a- modern edition of the book. Yeah. No, no, this is not. This is the semi-modern. This is uh-huh. eighth edition. I didn't buy ninth edition because the book was ugly. Yeah, oh, we so should go through that. But, so, but this mm-hmm. this so book actually, is yeah so i'm actually thinking of an edition before that one that has a very similar look 
without it's just the skull large skull with the hammer through it it's more neutral oh, fifth color. edition uh, i believe it is fifth edition yeah because you were you were holding up fourth edition right yep the fifth edition i feel like is actually like pretty good for describing the game as well that it the book itself instead of just showing art of what's happening in the game the book actually feels like some sort of tome that's like describing a history of some crazy yes. world where you can do books that aren't art just like that well it is obviously art well the, well this has quite nice art right it has enough art mm-hmm. to make you to show you that it's not just graphic design this is has beautiful rendered like has a beautifully rendered eagle and hammer. Even though this is not technically you know a guy and it's not the miniatures that you're playing on the table, this shows that they have a lot of quality and their ability to create realistic, beautiful things um, is there. It's not just stylistic and 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 design, right? They don't just have good design; they have good ability to render realism, right? So this is like, again, you're talking about the high quality of, and it's, and you know, design is very, very important, high quality, but this is saying for the thing you care about, because when you play miniatures games, you care about like physical things on the table. You don't want them just to look good design, like have a figure you want them to look, be rendered well. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, so this kind of sells that in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you expect realistic miniatures out of a company that's, or at least high detail miniatures yeah. out of a company with great high detail art. The other thing is just like thinking about Warhammer 40k, like a big part of it is the lore. That's nice. And it's and spot, wonder, it's spot matte and spot uh, gloss. I like that. Yeah. This is actually a very high quality book. When I look at it, if I saw this on the uh, shelf, I would definitely, and I didn't know anything about Warhammer 40,000, I would you be inspired to pick this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if you and know about the back, this is the we're only talking about covers, so let's not look at the back. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't need price tags and stuff like that. But like in 40k, if you're an existing player and you're like invested in the lore, that looks like a tome. Like you're going to get a lot of lore out of this. So mm-hmm. like existing players are going to want that thing. New players is going to look high quality too. So it's that that really sells the book too. I would say this is basically just like this edition similar kind of thing this is fourth edition right yeah it has the tome feel to it and i guess the sort of similar like it's got the battle feel the background as well so it it doesn't it's sort of a cross between the two this is almost transitional right where it's trying to sell you with the excitement the colors and the vibrancy but also have a more tone kind of, like you're saying, feeling like there's a lot of stuff in there, right? Yeah. They're not, I think at that point, perhaps they're not even worried about selling the miniatures and the game aspect to you. They're worried Mm -hmm. about, and and the feeling of that, they're worried about, you know, selling that kind of like deep, almost selling it maybe to their existing customers, right? That deep kind of. does do that. Yep. And it works. Idea of, of you know lots of stuff forbidden knowledge and things like that because you know when you look at a lot of their other things they're supporting stuff it's with art of the characters because they're trying to sell you that specific character they're not just trying to say this is some amazing tome of knowledge and stuff that you want to look at Mm -hmm. yeah and just from more reminiscent to the third edition stuff just from the art that is in the background it feels very much Mm -hmm. almost like some sort of religious apocalyptic scene just from the art Mm -hmm. style like all the clouds and like dark yeah. black elements and just the fadedness. You know what's like, interesting? Almost on the parchment. red. 
Mm-hmm. Those that image of those orcs and that space, those space marines, ultramarines. Yep. That's a colored piece, and they colored it red mm-hmm. for that cover. That's the cover for I believe that's the cover for fifth the fifth edition box, which is kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's in color, right? It's the ultramarines versus the orcs. I think it is. I, I, I'd I'd have to check for sure, but I believe that is. I actually, funnily enough. I never actually noticed those until you showed it to me right now. I didn't no, I, even realize that that's actually a fully rendered picture of, of Space Marines fighting orcs at the bottom. I only saw the hammer and the general red kind of like chaos. I actually originally thought it was just fire and stuff like that. It's funny. Yeah, no, but it has the whole apocalyptic scene, which fits the whole world building. Well, it fits the whole world of 40K, where it's supposed to be like an apocalyptic world. It's just apocalyptic scene in the background. So it's. Okay, so here's the thing. Here is a different game, Necromunda, and this is more like the uh, third edition kind of thing. It's rendered with a bunch of people on it. Yes, yeah, so right. And I wonder if this is the the thing of how what they're trying to sell, who they're trying to sell it to, right? About why they're rendering it with characters as opposed to just a more general tome of information kind of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Necromunda is about building up your character. So now rather than having your people who are like little tiny people, guys, like who are sort of faceless, just blowing each other away. It's now you can see their faces. You have more of an idea of what their character is, how they how they've customized themselves. It's like I think that actually shows what the game is more about. Mm -hmm. I think it's the selling of the aesthetic because Necromunda is not nearly as uh, as uh, what do you call it? uh well known of a of a game mm-hmm. so when you look at it you can't just you can't just have it be necromunda and have a skull or something like that right or, or, or yeah. a picture of a hive because you're not evoking the aesthetic of the game that you're, you're trying to what you need the the amount of information you about the game you need to present is much higher right yeah. you need to say more than just oh this is like you know, Necromunda, this is the game that you, the book you need to pick up for Necromunda, make it look cool and whatever. Uh, you need to say, why do what, you need to convince the people why they care about Necromunda. Yeah. And that's why I think they have the pictures of the gangs, because that ends up evoking what the game is, right? Like, what, like, like again, when you look at this, this thing, right? Man, I've got a lot and of little watches. But when you look, one character either it's a couple different people from different gangs so you get the the idea that there's a lot of different factions and a lot of different individuals going on in this yes exactly it's trying to sell that kind of idea they're hulk hugging for cover so it's trying to evoke the feeling of playing the game Mm -hmm. and again like you said obviously it's very high quality it's games workshop stuff all of their stuff is beautiful right in fact (laughs) it tricks you except for their their written rules the words inside here are kind of not great, but uh, the the rendering is beautiful. Their artists are great, right? Yeah, if the models came out that way, I would be playing the game already. <laughs> if, if they had those yeah, proportions. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. If they had realistic proportions, that'd be great. Be but remember, good. we're talking about book covers, not yeah. miniatures. We've got to try to stay away from the uh, heroic garbage scale versus true scale. Um, we, we got our one mention. Again, like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, to me, like, this is very important and, and, and a different thing, right? Like, of, of to render the game. And I think this is actually the type of 
uh, visual, you will generally see four covers, four miniatures games, right? Because they're trying to tell you what the actual game is from. I thought, I thought you show you a couple for... that are. Sorry. I thought you were going to say for skirmish games in particular. you uh, yeah, maybe. That a skirmish Here, is... level, if if they want to do a good job presenting their skirmish game, that having. Yeah. Rather than having big battle pieces, you're going to see more individual characters, individual like people. Yeah. So now we move so on this to this is the one of our favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Frost Gray. This is the first cover of the first edition book. Beautiful art by I bought these guys' art book. I forget their names, which is terrible, but I have their art book, so I obviously love their art. Yep. This cover sold this book, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. This the artist they got to do this is so freaking good and it's so evocative of well, they, what the game is well i think they had good art direction too they, they gave them some decent direction to have the wizards in the foreground and then in the background until you actually show mm -hmm. the piece to me i didn't even realize there were a bunch of like faceless thugs bashing each other in the background because really the game yeah. is all about your wizard but in the background it's showing you what goes on in the background of a game of frostgrave exactly so this sells the idea oh two wizards battling out looking at this you're like oh is this a game where two wizards battle it out and fight that looks awesome and guess what it is awesome uh -huh. right and this is the thing where you got, like you look at it you're like wow this is beautifully rendered i'm gonna pick this up uh i'm gonna open it up and when you play the game this is again good for marketing like they just line up so well right both of those things so uh yeah so again this hits all of those things right it's beautiful right it's well detailed right uh and design right for for the kind of thing so it makes it look like this game is high quality and then it evokes exactly what you're doing in the game and it tells this kind of story right and what do you think about i guess one thing that we haven't really talked about is the aesthetic of the game so you have the aesthetic of the art right this is just the art picture but there's mm -hmm. also the visuals of the the wording right if you look at this versus a couple of the old older warhammer stuff i think this kind of evokes the kind of game it is as well right with these more olden style kind of writing right yeah it sort of has the calligraphy feel to it so you feel like you're oh i'm trying to I'm trying to think of it feels like almost RPG-ish in a sense where you're expecting mm -hmm. some sort of like story, like you're expecting a fantasy story out of this, not just like a battle scene. You're expecting more yeah. like more like a tale. Yeah, not you, you don't expect it to be super streamlined necessarily. You want it to tell a story, mm -hmm. right? That's what it looks like. And now this compared to the modern one, this is the second edition. Yep. It has the same kind of thing. It's two wizards fighting, different artists now, because unfortunately the previous artist kind of uh, moved on after doing tons of work. So I totally understandable. But yep. like this is a new artist, uh, still good, but I think not quite as, as in my opinion, as good. I think we talked about this before that the, they, the this new artist, although quite good at rendering, uh they don't necessarily capture the movement that the original artist had right there's a lot they feel, these characters look a lot more static than they, they did previously even though they're rendered highly rendered mm -hmm. um and rendered well with you know like proper um proportions and things like that right but it's just not as dynamic uh but still good right uh now if you notice like the 
the typesetting and everything like that, not the typesetting, the the fonts and things like this, and and the the header title. This feels a lot better to me. Yeah, I think also if they started making their own products, because they started putting out lines and miniatures, which now they've got mm-hmm. to put that Frostgrave title on. I think the other title had a bit too much busyness to it. So when you start shrinking it down to put on packaging, it would just be too difficult to read. But this is sort of a cleaned up, less ornate version. But it still has the mm-hmm. calligraphy look to it. And still, yeah, it feels like yeah. basically like it looks like you've someone's written in like a, a handwritten calligraphy text Mm -hmm. so i guess my question is when i look at the second edition it's interesting uh i find the art not as good in my opinion it's still good right it's still high quality but not as good but the actual logo and the writing looks higher quality yep and so overall even though the art in my opinion is worse Mm -hmm because of the design and the logo and the cleaned up font and everything like that, it looks high quality in my opinion. It looks like a better game because not necessarily. It looks like it's a better quality game. Yeah, it looks like they put more resources to it. Yeah, it probably is because they put more resources to it. Maybe even the same exact guy, but they're just going and doing it a second time. Then, Mm -hmm. Then the person would be able to render everything a lot higher quality right yep so yeah, it's I, interesting I, that you know the art isn't everything right because i would actually think they gave the artist the same art direction that was given to the first artist like show two wizards battling with mm-hmm. like some stone fortress that's frozen in the background and then some other mm-hmm. random people hiding in the shadows it's like they gave them the same artist the same idea and you can see it's the same mm-hmm same general setting with the same size of yeah. people on the care for the wizards, mm-hmm. but it's just the artist interpreted it differently. And so here's the thing. This, this leads to, in my opinion, uh, what I believe is the, of the ghost archipelago, uh, of ghost Ar- Ar- to ghost archipelago. This is the best rendered cover in my opinion, because this is the same artist as mm-hmm. the original um, yep. art which is a beautifully rendered, again, evoking what the actual game is, right? Of like a warband fighting a bunch of snake men. Although technically it's supposed to be two warbands fighting, but whatever. But <laughs> this is beautiful. This tells a story. It's amazingly rendered. Everything is super dynamic. And if you look at this font, this is a beautifully rendered um, logo Yeah. with much better in terms of... Uh, uh, writing like just the font and everything like that mm-hmm. this is this game no this book sold me on this game like this book cover right super well designed super everything tells you what the game is supposed to be i'd say though this is the weakest of the joseph mccullough games so mm-hmm. i don't really play it that much <laughs> yeah well from the cover it's telling me you're but gonna... from the cover this game is telling me i want to play it yeah, well, the cover is telling you it's a really high-quality game. Like, yep, and it's super exciting. Mm-hmm. It's telling you the theme and what's going to happen in this game. You're gonna but again, I feel like, yeah. But it didn't make me play the game. I did buy the book, which is good. But mm-hmm. it, I'm wondering if this is actually, in some ways, even though this has hitting all of the things I'm talking about, right? Really good logo, evocative art why 
like besides the fact that the game, in my opinion, is let's say not as polished, right, and not as as working in all the ways that that his other games have, um, there is I think some problem in this art because it's even though it's like a war band, right, with the characters doing what what you do in the game, yep. they're fighting NPCs. They're fighting a bunch of snake men. But it, when you play this game, you don't play a bunch of snake men. Okay, because right? that's, that's just what I said. Is that the, that's the impression I just got of the game, is that you get surrounded by monsters in this game. But as you're saying, when you play the game, not so much? Yes. This, hmm. is, like, this is like an RPG book. This is a beautiful cover for an RPG book where you and your friends, let's say, are these three heroes, or let's say two heroes and you have some, some guys, and then you're fighting off a bunch of snake men. Unless they're trying to say that these snake men is a war band you play, but you don't really play snake men because snake men are a bunch of NPCs, right? So you yeah. don't generally run a war band of snake men. So it's a, a little bit off, uh, off brand of actually how the game plays. And I wonder if this mismatch means that a lot of people might buy this book or pick it up, but be a little bit disappointed on how it plays. Yeah, well, you said you were. So on the note of other games with some slight disappointment in how they played and might not have been exactly how they were intended, I, I bring you this book. Ah, uh, War Machine. Yep. That is a crazily rendered piece. This feels very 90s to me. Mm-hmm. It's so metal. It's got the bright colors. It's got... Yeah, super back rendered and giant armies fighting it out with war jacks, like super powerful wizards and jacks fighting it out. And this is the second edition. There is a serious problem though, because the game didn't line up with this image. Even with though this, this image is beautiful. Like, I want this to fight this in my game. This is what I just bought this book for. This is what the game is telling me yes. is going to happen. And this looks freaking cool. Yeah. And you have your cool-looking Warcaster as well in the front, which, yes, that, that, that part comes into the game. But the central thing, yes. this yeah. started to become a problem. Because actually the central part of the game is the Warcasters, to be fair, but yep. not the Jacks. In second edition, it was actually all the infantry that surrounded them. However, there was a second issue that even though that art is beautiful, that looks like a giant pitched battle. Which they kept enlarging the game, so it, it got... They went that direction. They tried to, but when the game was not built to be that big, right? No, because you're, the, you're not the, supposed to have that much infantry where it fills up your table, right? That looks like people, you should have so much infantry, it fills up the table. Yeah, but the problem is the mechanics for having to like adjust your models that you need to get such precise distances between your models to get proper like charges off without being counter hit and just you have to point your models in the precise direction you want to have their line arcs of fire where they need to be. That once you started playing the game with the infantry heavy, like that scene looks, the game would just sort of grind along too slowly. It wouldn't be as exciting mm -hmm. as big things yeah. smashing each other. Yeah. So again, even though it was highly rendered, it was cool. It, it kind of hits for us. It, it wouldn't hit for everyone. Right. And I think that the actual graphic design is a bit dated now. Right. It has this like over the top aesthetic, which to be fair is selling the kind of game it is. Right. The game is supposed to be over the top. Uh, but the game, I feel like, was not over the top enough and not centered around Warjacks, which was a serious problem in the game. I think in the third edition, they did 
uh, try to fix that and to recenter it on warjacks and warbeasts and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think the 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 rule book end up ended up saving that game. <laughs> I think the third edition was much cleaner and everything. Like all like they did update it and everything like that, and they tried to center the image to match more. But again, this giant armies fighting was just not the aesthetic. Like to play it on on, on the tabletop. It, there's there's a mismatch right yep yeah, it, it was just wasn't as big as 40k right no it, it looks like you've got a 40k army that's what you're expecting out of this which to be fair they're trying to convert 40k players over to their game so maybe the lure was the right way to go like this is even if you're bait not switch it yeah it's a bait and switch and you're trying to bait these people with this massive war game but that's actually a good point that you you know we've talked about all these different things where like the the initial warhammer 40,000 image was trying to tell you what the game is about but once warhammer 40,000 became standard they just tried to sell they're trying to sell it to like existing players right the book is trying to be sold to existing players because i guess they're saying new players should just buy one of those boxes where they have the beautiful visual on top right so the book is actually trying to sell it to new players and for this one you're saying the target market is not some random person who's never heard of a war game before. The target mm-hmm. market is Warhammer 40,000 players who are used to that kind of image. And they're trying to say, well, this is a different game that's like a, a pastiche of fantasy science fiction that you can play that, that aesthetic like smash together in this neo-Victorian kind of game. Even okay. though as the game goes on, it's not, it doesn't necessarily line up as well it is directly marketed to the people they're trying to pick up. Yeah, that, that could have been the reason for the art choice. We will. That's a good point. We may never and it know. worked. Mm-hmm. That game got huge at the time, right? And I don't think it, 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 it hemorrhaged its uh, uh, player base because of the image of that art, right? No, it's, it's just sort of a more affordable version of 40K as well because yeah. it was more scaled down basically. And the newer art, I feel like, was updated, right, for third edition. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we have one because I never bought it. But it was updated to sell, like, to, to, to have a, like, like the first edition of Frostgrave and second edition Frostgrave, they just updated it to help sell it, like, make it look more modern. Mm-hmm. All right. So i got a couple of more that are a little bit different. These are a little bit smaller press. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this one? Very hard to see. Rangers so of that, Shadow Deep. That is something that you wouldn't see on a shelf because that is the premium version of yeah. Rangers of Shadow Deep. We do have the non-premium version, which is more traditional, has a piece of artwork right here. Mm-hmm. Rangers of Shadow Deep. Yep. So, so I feel like there's good things about this. I think it's very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it sells the kind of again, we're talking about selling the type of game it is, right? This artist is amazing, right? But it's uh, 2D, it's, it's basically, well, it's, it's more um, 2D art. So ink and uh, instead of uh, fully colorized, it's limited color palette. So right? I think that's a good way to go for a book that often people are going to buy as a PDF and then print on their own. Because that game wasn't like, it was heavily marketed to buy the PDF, not go to your game store and pick this up. Cause it's the sort of game you're not going to play at your game store. It's play with, 
play on your own. It's a single player version game. So the black and white art style there, because most people are just going to print something off on their laser printer. It, it, it's telling you, like if you had this like beautiful high colored piece and then you knew you were going to have to print that off yourself, you're like, oh, I'm not actually going to get this to turn out like that. Whereas that black and white piece, you're like, yeah, I print this. It's going to look like the thing I have on my computer. It's going to be perfectly good. Yeah. So I think that's... Yeah, and I good. think it also sells the entire thing of the game, right? Like it's a yep. solo character. Again, <clears throat> the image is matching the aesthetics of the game, right? It's a solo character. Mm-hmm. It's a solo game, right? Right. The game is a, a single-player game. It has one character rendered on the art. Uh, it is very solitary looking in the kind of thing. And I don't know about like the idea that it is simple makes kind of lines up with the game in my opinion, because ranges are shadow deep. It is not this giant bombastic game and it relies on you basically bringing on your own stuff, right? It doesn't feel like you're entering this giant community with all of this extra, like everyone bringing in like their most beautiful kind of pieces of terrain and miniatures and you have to, you can buy a whole bunch of miniatures to it. The fact that it's more muted and like, it's, it's more simple, but not in a bad way. Right. It's like highly rendered, highly skilled, but less detailed. Right. Makes it feel like it's selling that kind of, idea of you know you going out and building it and maybe it's not as uh bombastic as every single person bring their their best miniatures and, and buying a whole bunch of expensive terrain to go and play but it is going to be this experience right this very highly detailed but like refined but thin experience right which i feel like lines up with the game really really well mm-hmm. um and maybe i'm reading too much into it <laughs> because the game i think is so good but but mm-hmm. I think the art and the aesthetic and the cover really help sell that kind of game. Yeah. All right. So I think, do you have Warlords of Erluon? Because I know you bought yep. the box. Did it come with the book? I just want to go over yep. some ones I think are poor book, poor covers. <laughs> you hate this cover? Well, I looked it up beforehand. It, yep. It's a very dark piece. So just on the surface, like that art is very hard to see just anything that's going on because they want it so dark. And it's got the magic going on, but I didn't feel like magic was the central element of that game. And also, like, Warlords of Erlewan is a, it's basically a bring your own model. They have models, but it's basically Mm -hmm. just bring your fantasy armies of whatever you think is cool and have this fantasy army battle. And this dude in the center has nothing to do Mm -hmm. with a giant fantasy battle going on. Yep. This looks like more like a skirmish kind of game, right? One character rising a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. And he looks like he's by himself. Yeah. Uh, he's not fighting anyone. He's just like, yeah, who... hang out. And don't get me wrong. This piece is nice. This is a pretty yeah. piece. It's a, it's a but it dark. doesn't tell you anything about the yeah. game. And it's too dark, yeah. I love, actually, though, the white on the background. The white with a dark piece. But mm-hmm. I also hate this, hate this logo. In my opinion, this... Uh, Unfortunately, I think this logo looks bad, right? And I think this logo is letting the game down a lot, honestly. And I think this game is a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. If you're, if I were to play like for the size of game, which is like in between 
uh, mass battle and skirmish. That's the, the type of game. So something like 50 models or something on each side. This is a really good game. One of the best games in, in systems, right? That, yes, that I I've see. only played it with you once. but like bolt action without tanks, basically. Mm-hmm. Although technically you have monsters which are like tanks, right? Well, yes, okay, exactly. I don't like that portion. But the, the, <laughs> the infantry portion, right? The way this game plays, I really like this. Um, but but yeah. again, I don't even... I think I just picked this up because of the whiteness. I thought it was striking. Oh, I thought you got... Which is basically the graphic design, but didn't this it, logo sucks, in my opinion. Didn't it come in a box? I thought you got it with a box of stuff or not. No. No. Oh, okay. I heard about this. Honestly, I partially got it because it's by uh, by the, the person who wrote it, which I believe is... I'm surprised they don't put it here. Yeah, it's uh, Rick Priestley. Which mm-hmm. They don't put... You think consider rick priestley in in the game space space is such a big name you would they would put the name of, of well, who wrote this on the cover it, uh, they've kept it the three words and a nice clean white cover so i can see like is it, is it on the back that were this no, morning that's i had to look inside to make sure that i was right i was like not even on the back okay. not even on the side uh, <clears throat> and i'm pretty sure this is a rick priestley passion project basically they mm-hmm. took um they took it's this is a based on bolt action the rule set and then rick priestley wrote a fantasy version right a fantasy game to be able to play with fantasy models right with the same kind of system and it works super well it made it more melee centric right because bolt action is a bunch of guys in world war ii it's going to be guns right so it made it more melee centric and the game really works in my opinion yeah i've only played it once but the game played really smoothly which i think the cover reflects yes. that but except for the whole, like it being a nice, smooth, clean cover, that's good. That's yeah. that's what you're expecting from the game. But the art piece itself is depicting, like, I feel like that's a Frostgrave supplement where you're going up against that guy and his, like, his yes. necromantic army. Like, if that was the cover of some Frostgrave supplement, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to yeah. fight this, like, ghoul king who has a lot of magic. Yeah. Again, this is, gonna, this is what I'm going to get. This could be cool. But I'm not expecting, like, a mid-size that, like skirmish not skirmish but yeah like mid-sized battle mini mini army game yeah so it yeah so it's really let down honestly like by the cover and <clears throat> like i said there's some things that i love about it just the whiteness right because you look at most of these rule books they're all black and stuff and dark because you know you're you're fighting wars and stuff it's a little bit weird to be white right and clean and stuff like that but that con it made it stand out. I guess this is the idea where the marketing got it right. Where they're like, why don't we make it white to make it really stand out on the, the bookshelf? And it does in the miniature working section. But the actual rendering, I feel like the art, I don't, like, was this art even made for the game or was it just a piece they had? They just I have it. a hard time believing. They didn't even have the piece made. They just bought it off some guy on, on like, yeah. art sticking. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, like, some art they had, right? Like they had a whole bunch of art, like one. Of, I think they have in-house artists, or maybe they don't. But they had a whole bunch of artists, and they're just like, "Hey, do you have an art, a fantasy art piece? Oh, you do. Okay, put it on the cover, right?" Here's a hundred bucks. There you go. <laughs> You've already made this thing. I'll give you a hundred bucks to license it. It's like, yeah, and it, and again, I'm not saying that the art is uh, bad. It's actually very good art, but it's it just, just doesn't not, fit the game. It's not suited for what you're expecting. The logo, on the other hand, is bad in my opinion. The logo feels old and tired. And I feel like uh, this is a problem. Um, 
with another warlord thing and maybe it, this is just the kind of graphic design thing uh this is another bold action uh alternative from warlord conflict 47. Mm -hmm. so again now this art sells the actual game though right you actually jump into battle yeah I'm, yeah I'm, you can have this robot who jumps down because he's jumping the battle down right yeah it's a jump jump thing okay all right so this, this game sells the kind of thing you're talking about, right? This is World War II-esque guys fighting and doing like crazy stuff. Like you said, jumping into battle and stuff like that. Yeah, right? You have feels, your, your Walker tank. It and feels flying very much, So the look feels very comic book look to me. This is what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I think this sells the kind of theme and aesthetic. The art piece was obviously directed, right? To sell this type of game. Mm -hmm. what's up with this graphic design man this is terrible graphic design if you look at this there's like a giant border with like i don't know rivets and things like that i don't know this just looks bad to me and this like rocky gray like texture what it's not about rocks if this art sells me this graphic design turns me off if the top were metal i could get it like if they had that top border in some sort of like damaged metal that would reflect the game. Is it supposed to be concrete? Because that sells more the World War II aesthetic than metal, right? Metal feels more futuristic if you have so much metal. Like a shot up building. But then why the rivet border? I don't know. Metal with... Yeah. It make no sense. And this this kind of... Like, again, this is not like bad writing and everything like that. It just feels honestly slapped together. Feels like a seven. This feels like something that we would do. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to like a professional, whatever company in the, I guess it's not exactly the book publishing space, right? But in the partially book publishing space, because you publish books and you have miniatures, right? Mm -hmm. This is part of what they're trying to do. But this piece, just like this book cover, just does not sell me the game. Even though this art, I think, is, is good, like mm -hmm. highly rendered, and it's selling the game. Again, this is let down by the graphic design, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they had some sort of idea. It's going to be like a piece of marble on a piece of concrete. And they like, it's not the right marble and concrete isn't the game. Like you're thinking steel, you're thinking other stuff like that. Maybe sand if you're going World War, but like this, the stone is just not the right idea. Is this supposed it. to be copying some sort of book aesthetic from World War II or something? It might be like some sort of, I, I don't know. I don't know, maybe, maybe magazines used to have this, but they definitely did not have rock textures behind it. No, they didn't. Like, if you're thinking of war post, war poster art font, maybe that's the way they were going, but that would never war have happened. poster happen. font would look amazing if this is a war poster look. Yeah, but the whole thing is, they with war posters, they didn't have, like, concrete texture they could just slap onto it in Photoshop. <laughs> but we do now, and somebody right. decided they should do that. And so. they would have more solid kind of blocks and things like that. So well, this to me is a failure in graphic design, even though the art is good. Yeah, if, they, so, if they went the direction of the war poster for that top strip, and then they had that piece of art below it, I think it would have all come together really nicely, even though like it wouldn't have been super expensive to do war poster style art because it's, it's fairly simplistic. But And you also have another problem. This is just ugly. <laughs> Whether or not it sells it or whatever, it just doesn't, it's not visually pleasing. The rivet border is really ugly. Like the rivet border is just like the extra touch of like, why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And compare this. This is a relatively new book to 2015 or something like that versus your 1998 book from uh, Warhammer 40,000. Maybe this is the kind of aesthetic. Look, this has a marble texture on the background. 
yeah that's that's fine because you're you're evoking this like religious like you think of all those like ruins that are these these cathedrals it's supposed to be gothic supposed to be gothic it's supposed to have like marbles in yep so this would not pass for modern design right this still looks dated but it still looks good because of what it's trying to evoke and sell right it even has this little plaque as if you're looking at a painting right in a museum with this plaque on the bottom telling you in the grim darkness of the of the far future there's only war sells up the gate entirely like this, this is, is a renaissance cover. painting but you know it's yes exactly exactly with beautiful of. art mm-hmm. yeah to be fair i think this this design for this one is much uglier i think their new one their their eighth edition one looks a lot better but again that's just like refining the same kind of thing yeah the green doesn't go so, with it. anyway yep fine they, they were stuck with it they had the logo and they had to, they had to <laughs> slap it on there but that's a new logo designed for third edition mm-hmm Remember their old one was super tacky. It was like, uh, oh, it felt like a metal cover album. Yeah, it was the chromed text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with super gold and stuff like that. This this uh, you know more gothic kind of stone look looked a lot better, and it's just more refined in the eighth edition version. So we've got a bunch of other rule books. I, I was going to talk about this Middle Earth one, which is oh, this is one is terrible. Maybe we should just talk about it. Yeah, I want to move on to like, does this sell you this game? The shit. Looks oh so it looks like is that right over the movie? Yes. So so this is the Middle Earth strategy battle game, and it's just got a circle with a a still from the movie of Gandalf. That's not how the game plays either, is it? Where Gandalf just stands there with a sword? No, it kind of is. Oh, like. Where, where Gandalf stands with the sword and stabs people, yeah, that's part of the game. And then you have people in the background, but like, I feel like this is, is the game about. Is the game really about like characters fighting, like characters fighting each other with an army behind them, or is it actually the army matters more? Characters really matter, yeah. Oh, really? You're, okay, you're, so... You'll win or lose based on your characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gandalf is too central. I feel like they should have chosen somebody else, but. Or further away so that you see the army around them yeah. it is a game the heroes it's not about the heroes stabbing each other it's about the heroes leading their armies so the heroes are are the linchpin of your army and you will lose if you don't have heroes but the heroes basically strongest power is to command the people around them to attack mm-hmm. well like first or something like that right you know what maybe maybe so you see how there's the art piece there if the art piece there's the ring if the art piece actually continued beyond the ring but it was just more faded out so you could see the army in the background maybe mm-hmm. but yeah i don't doesn't... know what this is selling honestly i think this this piece i i guess this is really just again marketing because this is ugly in my opinion but this is literally just selling you hey you love the movies buy this book yes that's why you want but does this it. tell say anything about strategy battle does this say anything about a miniatures game for all we know, like without the text that tells you strategy battle game, this could be the art of the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Right? This doesn't yeah. tell you anything about what this, this book is. So this is really just trying to sell you. Do you love Gandalf played by Sir Ian McKellen? Then maybe you'll like this book. And maybe that's exactly what they're trying to do. Again, it's a marketing thing. It's like, 
this game is marketed not to miniatures game players or people interested in miniatures games. This game is marketed to people who are fans of the movies and they're yeah. saying, and accidentally pick up this book and be like, oh, there's a miniatures game? But I don't know how you're going to sell them on the miniatures, right? Like, how are you how are you going to convert the people that love this movie into playing the game with this with this cover? I don't think it does. Maybe they'll read the book and be like, "Oh, I can build an army," and then they'll accidentally do it and then realize they don't. Maybe they will like it if it's they just play their main character and they fight behind them. Yeah. Maybe the point of, of of this is to flip it over and look at the back because there is a beautiful picture of miniatures in the back. But you don't. I would never flip it over with this. This is ugly, honestly. This looks like a shitty movie tie-in book. So, I don't know. All right. So, we've gone through a whole bunch of books. Um, What do you feel like... Have we we learned anything besides just the general things about, you know, (laughs) make your art and logo and graphic design good? So, (laughs) sell the kind of piece... So I think we only showed one of these, but if you're going to try and sell someone a hardcover rule book for like a big, like popular mass scale game, it needs to have a particular look to it. Whereas if you're trying to sell them like your print on demand PDF thing that you actually don't want, you don't want that elaborate piece for your print on demand book. I, th- I think it's going to like... If you- you don't want to make it feel too epic if it doesn't have that like giant armies, epic end of the world battles inside. No, and yeah. And your, your customer, like the game, whoever the gamer is who thinks they want to play the spring on demand thing isn't like, if they're looking for this like interesting, like short, easy to get into experience and they see like this crazy elaborate art piece, they're going to expect an elaborate game and they're going to think it's going to be too hard to get into. It's going to need too many models. Mm. They like, they want it. You want to show them simple. So they understand they're going to get something easily approachable. So like the Rangers of shadow deep thing, right? Black yeah, and yes. white liner. It's just beautiful black and white line arts, but it sells simple, refined, whatever. And so you're saying for us, right. When we do, you know, we will try to like, we want people to play our game. So we want to, to make it, look good but you might want to skew towards simple not overly elaborate whatever kind of piece although it's us look good and whatever yeah even going back to i don't think this is in the cover but we talked about the kill team the new new edition of kill team book that the art they lean to inside of it because people are going to pick up a book and flip through it they've gone for a very comic book style inside of it which rather than having those crazy set pieces that are very gothic and very like renaissance painting Instead, like, okay, no, this is a new clean war game. It's got simpler rules. And they've gone with like a modern comic book style art. Well, which, if that's what they were going for, they failed because that game is super complicated as fuck. Yeah, well, they, they lied to the <laughs> illustrator. That's fine. <laughs> or they didn't know what the hell they were doing and they made they didn't make that's the true. game. They thought they were the, the greatest skirmish game ever, which is what they were pretty sure they were making. And maybe not. Yeah. Sci-fi skirmish game ever. Oh, yeah. Did they say it's the greatest skirmish game ever? This is better than War Cry. The team that made War Cry, they don't understand. It was too simple and boring, but ours is super complicated and super mm-hmm. crunchy and whatever. And you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah, but not in a good way. Crunchy, like when you're eating something like chicken and then there's a little pieces of bone in it. Mm-hmm. The chicken stew and then there's little chunks of bone because the person that chopped it up just shattered the bone. That's what it feels like in terms of crunchy. 
Yeah. Well, at least in Kill Team, they got that sort of illustration art like right on for the game. Of course, the, the yeah, cover of the book needs something crazier because it's GW and it's got a GW has to put their products next to get to each other and they can't have this like comic okay. book next to their other crazy art. So they were kind of stuck for their cover, but the inside of it does a good job telling you what the art is telling okay, you to expect. So, so for a more simple game, so a, a much more complicated game, you might want more complicated art basically to help sell that kind of aesthetic they all go together right if you want to sell a more simple refined game the art should be more simple and refined or more simple and refined i guess yeah yeah if, it, if it's about building up your characters rather than the war band you want to see you might want to see more detailed characters but if it's not about a character game then you may just want like simpler more art faceless game. kind of people just fighting kind of thing yeah interesting that's a good point, actually, and that's something that we should probably think about when you know we're doing you know the art, the kind of cover, how it should look like to try and get people to look at the game, right? Because for our rule set, right, it's not super complicated, and it's not going to be like this fifty dollar book or whatever, right? But we do want, you know, like we said, right, the first thing, no matter what, even if it's just online, even if it's a PDF, you need to sell the person by that image, right? And so mm -hmm. if we want to. If, if our game, right, which is very simple, is supposed to be a simple simple game that you can just get in and play, but comp like crunchy enough only to be like continue to play and whatever, right? But the idea is to make it uh, more simple and easy to play. Mm -hmm. Then the art should be more simple. Don't overcomplicate things. You don't have to have it like super highly detailed rendered because that doesn't necessarily sell the kind of game that we're trying to, to present, right? People yep. will be disappointed even if they do open up the book, right? Open up the PDF, right? To look at the rules that it's not the game they expected for the cover. All right. That's a lot of food for a thought, I think. I think actually going through all these covers kind of, uh, first of all, it's kind of interesting to see all the different types of, of covers and, and aesthetics people, people do, even with it with the same game with different editions, right? Um, and the kind of food for thought for when we try to make a cover to, to have a PDF that sells people. I think that's, uh, there's a lot to go through and a lot we have to think about. Um, is there any other kind of final thoughts or is that basically it? No, I think we've gone through all the, all the big all right. elements. I guess those were the final thoughts. So. Yeah, I think there's some games that have, that I wanted to mention, but we didn't pull any up that just have like, words on the cover and i don't think they actually work that well anyway we don't i don't yeah. have enough around and pulled up to go over this but i don't think it works that well just as my initial thought yeah just the the problem is miniature games are a visual visual medium or visual hobby so it's weird not to have some art or visuals more than just words right words are great for books because you're like just pure like novels and things like that because that's what you're getting from the inside. But again, it has to line up with the actual thing you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, that's basically it for judging books by their cover. I think um, we're very judgmental. So it was quite fun. Um, we're po like 90% positive about the covers, but just the oh, covers yeah, themselves. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, the covers that we have right i don't pick up i don't make it a habit of buying a bunch of uh covers with uh bad don't, that, that don't look good right mm -hmm. and maybe that's just trying to tell you that 
your cover better be nice. Otherwise I won't pick up your book. Well, I was going to add earlier that I actually don't like picking up books anymore because they just hauling them to the game store is annoying, but looking at them, it's like fun to look at having these books, but I don't actually like opening them because it's annoying to open them because <laughs> you don't I like, to... I like opening them while I'm sitting there on my couch, like in between games, but as a reference piece, generally it's fine. It's fine. But you're right. Uh, it's best to be have a searchable document. I feel yeah. like it's true. iPad, like something on your iPad where you have a PDF, is probably the best during the game. After the game, in between the games, there's something to be said about books, but yep. All right. So if you guys have any thoughts about um, book covers, book covers that you thought were amazing and sold you on the game or ones that like totally uh, turned you off or ones that turned you off, but then you bought the book, bought the, got into the game some other way and you realized the game was great. Uh, give us a shout. Tell us what you think. Uh, you can contact us at contact at Dice Over Everything. Yeah. Or find us on Facebook where Dice Over Everything or join our group to add your comments to Dice Over Everything group. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.